Hello and welcome to Reactive's Beyond the Byline podcast. I am Evie Kiori and in this week's episode we dive deep into the rising wave of strikes sweeping across Europe. Workers are taking a stand, demanding fair treatment, higher wages and improved working conditions. From France to Portugal, from air traffic controllers, security workers, cabin crews to train staff, these strikes are making a significant impact on travel and the labor landscape. The strike actions are widespread and walkouts are planned in various countries, including France, the UK, Sweden, Italy, Spain, Germany, Belgium and Portugal. But what are the reasons workers are protesting this summer? So obviously the demands vary depending on who's striking, but there are kind of common themes or recurring themes. Um, One of the issues is inflation. So obviously, um, the cost of living has gone up quite dramatically uh, in recent months. Um, This is partly driven by the uh, increase in energy prices as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Um, But we're seeing that across the board. And the issue is that wages haven't uh, necessarily kept pace with the rise in the cost of living. So workers are um, using strikes as a means to um, increase their wages, essentially, so that they, they don't feel the squeeze as much. Sean Galdin Carroll is Euractiv's transport editor. Another issue, particularly in aviation, is that during the pandemic, aviation industry essentially shut down. Um, different EU countries closed their borders. So there were no passengers, or there were very, very few passengers. And there was real, uh, you know, there was real worry that the aviation industry might collapse. Um, you even saw national governments essentially bailing out airlines um, because they just didn't have enough resources to keep going. Um, So one of the things that both airlines and airports did was to let staff go to essentially fire people um, and also to negotiate wage cuts with those workers that did remain. Um, Now we're seeing that the demand for flights is picking back up and we're getting close to pre-COVID levels. Um, But oftentimes the wage cuts that were negotiated during the pandemic haven't been rectified. So the wages haven't gone back up to what they were pre-pandemic. So workers are basically faced with inflation and they're trying to live on lower wages than they would have gotten previously. So this has led to a situation where many of them are are deciding to uh, withdraw their labour to kind of try and force higher wages. Essentially, workers in France are protesting against an increase in the legal retirement age from currently 62 years old to 64 years old, impacting travel with air traffic controller strikes, causing cancellations. In the UK, security staff have called off strikes at the London Heathrow Airport after voting to accept a pay offer. More than 2,000 security staff were due to strike for 31 days this summer. Although these strikes have been called off for now, no one knows when they could resume. In the meantime, rail strikes are still possible in some locations. Germany's rail services have been affected by warning strikes, with potential further walkouts if wage stocks collapse. In the meantime, Lufthansa pilots are considering a new pay offer and further strikes could occur if the offer is rejected. However, there are no details yet on when a strike could happen.
In Belgium, Ryanair staff is planning a two-day strike on the 29th and the 30th of July over pandemic-era pay cuts, continuing the strikes that happened on the 15th and the 16th of July, when more than 80% of pilots took part, leading to more than 100 flight cancellations. In Sweden, strikes by the Swedish Transport Workers Union that would have affected Stockholm Arland Airport, Bromma Stockholm Airport and Gothenburg Landvetter Airport have also been called off for now. In the south, Italy experienced strikes across public transport and airports already in mid-July, meaning that there will be no air transport strikes between the 27th of July and the 5th of September. In Spain, daily strikes by airline staff have led to flight cancellations and delays. EasyJet cabin crew in Portugal carried out their third strike, which ended on the 25th of July, and further strikes may be announced if a pay deal is not reached. At the same time, staff at Eurocontrol, which manages Europe's skies, has warned about walkouts that could begin with just five days' notice at any point over the next six months. Uh, so one of the biggest concerns for many travelers will be news of a potential strike at Eurocontrol. So Eurocontrol is the agency that um, essentially manages Europe's skies. So there are different air traffic controllers in, in different countries, and Eurocontrol kind of liaises with all of them to keep uh, Europe's skies working efficiently and smoothly. Um, a union representing air traffic control managers that work in Eurocontrol's Brussels office are threatening to strike uh, at the moment. Um, they're unhappy because they say that there's a shortage in staff um, and management also uh, put in place a kind of imposed roster system, which the union was not happy with. Um, so currently they've sent a, a formal letter, which essentially warns of pending strike action within the next six months. Uh, they haven't given a date of when this will happen, but obviously, I mean, the point of the strike is to have an impact and if you want to have a big impact withdrawing your labor during summer is a good time to do it. Um, if they were to strike, it would have a huge impact. Uh, there are reports that it would affect one in three European flights. Um, what I have heard from, from people who have knowledge of the situation is that it's likely an agreement will be reached to avert the strike action. So, I mean, it's it would be kind of catastrophic. Uh, we would see a lot of travel turmoil if it was to go ahead, but... There are indications that an agreement will be reached. Um, and to be honest, um, it's not uncommon that the workers threaten to go on strike during this period because, I mean, they have a lot of leverage. It's, it's a period when people want to travel and you see the value of labor when it's withdrawn during this period. So, I mean, it's not uncommon to have these type of discussions now. And Sean, you've contacted the airlines and the syndicates. Do we have any reactions or statements from their side so far? The airway companies usually play their cards close to their chest when it comes to industrial action. They don't like to say too much, uh, even to journalists. Um, they often, so for example, Eurocontrol has said that they don't have any comment because a strike hasn't actually been announced yet. There's just been a kind of pre-warning of a strike. Um, so they said they won't have comments until it's actually called. Um, and you see this happen quite often. When a strike is called, airlines often say that they are, you know, they're willing to negotiate. They're looking for a solution. They're trying to minimize the disruption on passengers. But, but kind of off the record or behind the scenes, uh, I mean, airlines, or, or not just airlines, anyone in the aviation sector, uh, they basically say that they're still recovering from the pandemic, that they, they haven't reached the same level of demand uh, that they had 
uh, in kind of 2019 and before that. And they're saying that they just don't have the same resources that they had before. And oftentimes they were bailed out um, during the pandemic. So they have to pay that money back. Um, so they're saying like, look, we're building up our reserves. We're trying to get back to where we were. Um, and this will take a bit of time. So, I mean, it, perhaps it's even, you know, a consequence of the pandemic that there is this adjustment now where we're seeing workers and management trying to agree on where they should stand in 2023. And what advice would you give to our listeners who are traveling this summer? What should they keep an eye for? Um, I don't have any particularly revolutionary uh, advice, unfortunately. I mean, it's all things that you've probably heard before, but just to reiterate, before you go to the airport, uh, do check to see the latest updates. Um, your airline should provide you with information. Um, you can also check local news listings. They usually carry uh, any reports of strike action. Um, if it is the case that you get to the airport and you are affected by a strike, you do have passenger rights. Um, you can check what these are online. Um, this often means that you're entitled to uh, either a new flight or a refund. Um, and if you are stranded, like you're kind of stuck and it's late at night, they should, be, they should provide you with accommodation. Sometimes it can be a little bit complicated, though, because if an airline staff, for example, decide to strike, then you're entitled to compensation. If there is another strike that is outside of the airline's control that somehow affects the functioning of the flight, then you may not be entitled to compensation because it's a you know, kind of external circumstance. Um, if that is the case, though, the airlines have to justify and show very clearly how the external action caused their flight to be disrupted or canceled or delayed. Um, And if they do do that, if they say, oh, well, you're not entitled to compensation because it was outside of it was out of our hands um, and you're not happy with their justification, then you can go to your national authority and basically pursue them. There are ways that you can pursue them. It's a little bit complicated and obviously nobody wants to have to go to that hassle. But there are ways to uh, push this forward if you if you have the wherewithal to do it. Thank you very much. I am Evikiori, and this was the last episode of Euractiv's Beyond the Byline podcast before the summer break. Visit Euractiv to stay on top of the latest news, and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on your favorite podcasting app. This episode was produced by myself with the help of Euractiv's transport editor, Sean Galdin Carroll, and I want to thank our executive producer, Malte Kettleson. Do keep an eye for possible travel disruptions and enjoy your holidays. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time.